Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Uh, so we were talking before the podcast, and you mentioned uh, something in passing. And you said, of course, we've talked about it on the podcast before. And I said, of course no. we have. And I, I said, can't believe it. We haven't? I said, no, we haven't. And then Amazing. you said, well, okay, we haven't recorded an episode, but you and I have talked about it before. And I said, nope. So here uh, we get to do uh, kill two birds with one stone. Uh, what was this topic, this, um, this topic that you're ready to rant about that you and I have never discussed before? Great. And I'll find out what you think about it. And maybe I'll find out that you and all my all the listeners uh, disagree, too. We'll find out. Uh, who knows? But uh, yeah, so I get really uh, riled up about um, situations in which people have a people leader for their um, team. And, and here by team, I mean a small team, like four to six people. And they also have a tech lead or something like that. And I get myself in all kinds of hot water because I always just refer to the person who's leading that team and making sure that they deliver stuff, not the product manager, but the person who's do doing the, the people leadership and the uh, accountability for where that team's uh, going and making sure that the team is managing its technical debt and lots of other things, as well as probably writing some code. I call that person the tech lead. And some of my clients call a, a tech lead something else. They say a tech lead is a person who just does technical leadership, just is looking out for um, the, the uh, technical choices that the team makes, maybe reviews pull requests, but doesn't manage the people, doesn't uh, have accountability outside the team. Then there, there's somebody called a delivery manager, maybe who's in charge of that. Then there's sometimes also a uh, engineering manager. I get this all very confused because I just think of an engineering manager as a person who manages engineers. And that's a tech lead. I kind of know who that is. And then I think there might be people above that. And I think, oh, well, that must be the second level person. But that's not what they mean all the time. So I get terribly, terribly confused by these complicated models. Um, they, they go under names like matrix management and uh, other things like that. They try to draw org charts for me, and they have multiple dashed lines all over the place, and I get completely <laughs> muddled. The, the very yeah. worst one, I have to tell you the very worst one that I just thought was completely nuts. I didn't change it because they told me it was working, but um, I still think it, it wasn't. Um, they, you could pick a mentor. So you had your technical leader. You had your, your sort of chapter leader, your person leader who was your... Uh, line managers, your um, manager for, for people issues. And then you could have a mentor and it could be from anywhere in the organization. So there were engineers who had mentors in marketing. And while I'm in favor of the cross-team communication, I think that's tremendous. I'm, I'm all in favor of that. The, the org chart was crazy. There were like different types of dashed lines. There was the dashed line to your line manager and the dashed line to your mentor. And some of them had to reach all the way onto the other page. It was, it was nuts. So I get driven nuts <laughs> by these kind of complicated organizational structures when we have one that we've been using for a fair amount of time and it seems to work and it's called a tech lead. So that's my rant. I'm now done ranting. What do you think? Okay. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. It was, I'm down on earth again. Now it was interesting here. I just want to ask one question here. So you were, you were talking. You said this is the small team version. You said four to six people. Let's maybe up to eight, like two people, two pizza size, kind of the normal modern team size. You might have many of these teams. You might have ten right. of these teams. Exactly. And in my in my view, each of them has a tech lead, and each of them has a product manager, and those two are cooperating and working together well, and and life is good. And then there's people above them. Mm -hmm. I just don't understand this crazy matrix stuff. Okay, well, it's interesting because it, I can I can relate a little bit of the story uh, about uh, what we did at Tim when we moved from uh, a structure probably similar to what you're describing um, to something that to self management, 
And the reason I think it's relevant is because as part of that, we decomposed the job of the engineering manager or technical lead. Because uh, that's the title we had was uh, uh, engineering manager. And it included, uh, uh, as we discussed it, like th different types of responsibilities were bundled into this one person. And I think that's part of what you're saying is you're used to having what you're calling the technical lead here be uh, kind of both people management for the people on the team, plus technical leadership, plus project coordination, kind of all together in one person. Is that right? Yep. Uh, well, some of those are shared. So project coordination, for example, is is shared in, in this model that I'm used to between the product manager and the technical lead. So that, that um, and we have a whole episode. We'll link to it in the show notes on, um, I know we did this one. Tell me, tell me we didn't, I don't think we forgot to do this one on the how shirt and the what shirt, um, which is uh, something that I have to do. We, 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 we do do that. But, but see, that's a good example because there, the, the how and what was divided. So you could say, yeah, yeah they're coordinated uh, that together, but, but the, the, uh, the, the technical lead in your parlance here is wearing one of those shirts. Exactly. Yep. It's, they're wearing the how shirt for anyone who's not, not sure. Um, and, and the the uh, that that role that you're describing, I've, I've I think I probably heard it uh, called either tech lead or engineering manager, but it's it's also or line manager, mm -hmm. uh, uh, level one manager, something like that. Uh, it, what but what we want to do is we were moving towards an increasingly self organized uh, department at Tim, and we and that we were so having people who were. Uh, signing up for different projects and moving between projects without necessarily having managers uh, uh, decide for them, uh, and and uh, and so that was it. That was in that change. Part of what we were saying about what what was it? We we kind of part of it was understanding. Well, what is the manager doing? What is that? What is that technically doing? And and we we made a distinction then between these three roles. We what we said was we have had bound together three different concepts, the people manager, the technical lead, and the project lead. But those don't need to be the same person. Um, and, and, and so for us, partially, these are really different skill sets. And if we look at like the, the people manager, that uh, kind of interest that someone has as a people manager is different than someone might have as a technical lead. I think it's, it's common that uh, in, in smaller startups, you have experienced senior developers who can easily handle both. Um, but I think if you look at, if you kind of project into the future, these people are going to have different paths to influence in the future. They, they, are, they will have different areas of specialty. And th there's become advantages by allowing people to do the part they care about most. So you have those people managers who care a lot about skill development, people's career paths, and so on. Uh, and the people who really care about the technology, and it's it's uh, not optimal, in my in our experience, uh, in my experience, that the person who is say really focused on technology says, oh, and then I also have to do this people management stuff, and then you know, in the concern would be give really a short shrift to the one on ones and people development. No, certainly we don't want that. But typically, what you have in the model I'm used to is the person who does the people management and is uh, accountable for the how and is responsible for making sure decisions are made that may not be the ultimate decision maker is the tech lead. And then there might be also senior engineers on that team who then are have a different career path, right? Who are gonna become principal engineers and staff engineers and um, architects and things like that um, as they advance. But they start out as people who are writing code in a team 
uh, with a, um, a senior technical focus. I mean, if you want to give them a fancy title in the team, I, I have no objection whatsoever. It's the divorcing of the accountability for where what the team is producing, the delivery management, and the um, staying in touch with technically what decisions are being made and how the team is make is is progressing technically, and the people progression of those people. If you try to separate those three, um, I, I I don't see great success. Did you find that that worked? I'm surprised. We 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 found it worked. <laughs> okay, how? And it, but Anderson, we, we and we went further within that. We actually ended up removing the people management role. Essentially, that one it dropped away. Uh, uh, but that's that's probably getting into the larger ends of, of self management. But it really it it went down this this point of of self organization as the route, and it, and because that sort of coordination that you're talking about became much more of a team activity. And so I think one way to think about this is when you talk about the, that person who is responsible for the how becoming more of a shared responsibility in the team. And uh, and I'll say this, be, the fact that it's shared responsibility doesn't mean it's equal responsibility. So there would be people who would be have much more affinity for, say, what the product manager was trying to get done or what the client interests were. And and they could they could be really plugged into that and having conversations with the people who were really plugged into the technical issues, the technical architecture. And, and those things were worked out among the group in using this amazing tool uh, that I think everyone should know about, which is something called conversations. Oh yeah. Amazing. <laughs> you should <laughs> but, write a book about that. Exactly. But I think that, but this is the key point. I think what, what made it work was it wasn't about slicing the responsibility and giving it to individuals. And I think this is the key part. It was yeah. about uh, um, having it be a collective where many voices were putting in, but this still was the idea. These things need to happen. You need to have technical decisions made. There needs to be coordination with the product manager. There needs to be a client focus. Those things still need to happen. Now, how, and that becomes now a joint problem for the team to solve. And and that's not one that I object to. So if you can make a team work that way, all power to you. Um, I'm not Jeffrey, so I, I'm I'm not sure I'm going to uh, make that team work that well because <laughs> I, I haven't I haven't had the privilege of working with uh, over a long period to help teams become truly self-managing the way Jeffrey has. I tend to be a quick hit, come in, help a team, move on. Um, so, uh, but the the anti-pattern I often see, and I think you might agree with me about this, Jeffrey, but feel free to disagree. I'd be really interested. The anti-pattern I see is where someone says, "We will not distribute this among the team. We will not have." Um, uh, broad responsibility for uh, decisions about how or um, uh, about roles or the uh, accountability for uh, progress. We're going to have a person in the team who is called the tech lead, and their only responsibility will be uh, technical decisions, and it will be just them. And then somebody outside the team will be the engineering manager of a number of people in a number of different teams, and that person will be in charge of uh, the the people leadership and getting those people to be the best they can and help them to train and learn and to determine what roles they have and hire and fire if needed. That seems the opposite of what you just described, because it's <laughs> it's um, separating the um, decision making even further. Am I right about that? Am I understanding you correctly? I think you're right. And I, I will you know hasten to add, you know, anything can work if, if the dynamics on the team are right. Sure. As we always say. But, but the tendency, I think I have seen the pattern that you're describing, and most often it doesn't work. And most often what I think it leads to is alienation from the team, because what you have is a proliferation of the number of people 
who have decision-making authority and it's clearly not them. <laughs> you know, it's like, okay, there's, there's other people making essentially every type of decision and I, I'm here kind of left uh, uh, unempowered. I'm clearly one of the people who's not making a decision. Hopefully I get uh, associated with one of these managers or leads that I have an affinity for. And if so, great. You know, if I end up with a technical lead I really like and really respect, then that team functions well, uh, uh, at least on the technical side. Um, but it, it, but it, uh, on the larger scale, it tends to lead to um, a combination of either fragmentation, where you have these small teams only worried about their own lone technical problems and less uh, um, alignment with the project and delivery, uh, or uh, people feeling uh, disempowered because they're they're not getting the uh, a say in what's happening, and they feel left out. And the worst case is when those 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 different people disagree. So exactly. you have your yeah. your engineering manager and your tech lead don't agree, and they tell you opposite things. Then what do you do? This is the part I can never figure out about this matrix management stuff. In your model, where the team is self managing, there are processes and tools and culture and things that you've spent a long time setting up to allow the team to, um, in a distributed way, make those decisions. And those evidently work, and you, you've got an amazing team at Tim. That, that I believe. I, I, the, kinds of things I, the kinds of situations I come into are nothing like that. They've they're, they're, uh, got an awful lot more dysfunction. Well, I, and I would say like, the thing that you spoke about that really stood out to me was you said you had, had like this org chart with this line for mentors. And, and you know, I thought, that well, that's really strange. Why is that even on, on the org chart? And that feels like people who are trying to control things by, you know, the sort of static diagrams they can draw rather than having the right dynamics in the group. Uh, so that's, that's, what it, that's what it sounded like to me. <laughs> That's what I observed a lot, and guess what? That's my stock in trade. So um, I'm I'm happy to work with teams that aren't functioning well, but I sometimes do have to let it out and rant a bit about what's not working. So th <laughs> thanks everybody for listening to me ranting. Well, we'd love to hear about um, everyone's our listeners' experience. Have you? Uh, um, how have you worked? And what have you found to be most effective? Have you found? You know, do you prefer having this separation between technical leads and engineering managers and delivery managers and whatnot? And if you has that been very successful for you? Uh, and if so, why? What were the key elements that made it work? I'd be very curious to hear from from our listeners on that. And especially if you're a, an advocate of matrix management, uh, you may you may trigger another rant, but that's okay because uh, I would learn from it, and, and uh, I'd love to discuss that further with Jeffrey. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. If you want to hear more from us, if you do want to argue with us, if you do want to make a comment, you can do that at agileconversations.com. Longtime listeners will notice the change of uh, URL. Uh, so uh, on agileconversations.com, you'll find our book, Agile Conversations, and our email and Twitter, and I don't know what else. We, we have lots of ways to get in touch with us, and we love hearing from listeners, so please do. And of course, you can just come back next Wednesday and listen to us again. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Ron.